Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. The pod did start, by the way. So now everything you say will be used against you. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> long time, long time no talk. How long? How long has it been since our last pod? It's been a week, right? Mm, I think it's been a little over a week. I can't remember honestly. You were sick last week. I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I I didn't think last week's pod was amazing, to be honest, but. Yeah. Also, too, I mean, every time you asked me what was my opinion on the pod, I, I was like, that was terrible. So, <laughs> You never think it's up to par. Right. And so I was just talking to Gwen because I did a Twitter space today yep. with, for two hours of Traders Retreat. And Traders, TR is a really cool dude. I had a ton of fun doing it. Um, but we were talking about how, like, at the start of the interview, I was awkward because I, I was thinking about like how the fuck do I explain that I have a cult of like Muppets that follow me? There's no logical way you can you can start off a an interview and sound like you're gonna have any credibility fall, falling from that point afterwards. Because it's like, oh okay, cool. So he thinks he's a 600 year old wizard, and um, Muppets talk to him <laughs> every night. Every night, yep. he does seem to make some really excellent trading calls, though. So, <laughs> so maybe he's part of one in some sense. Yeah, um, and they were asking about you, sort of. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't know why I put you down there. I'm sorry. That was mean. Sort of. Yeah. No, they they really were. They trader was tr was was interested in you coming on the pod and on or not pod, but the Twitter space, and that was. I said, yeah. Is it because of my voice? Maybe. 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 What What else were we starting to get into? We We were talking about Rivian because we were you were interested in, in the play that happened and how it was up seventeen percent today and that stuff. Oh, I think we were just talking about how um, what is it name Trader. Yeah, Tr. I think he goes by Tr. Tr wanted to invite you for another one, another right Twitter space. Well, what's really weird is is giving an interview with somebody I don't know. And just in the in the lingering back of your head, like you know you're successful, you've done you've done like the trades correctly and like everything that you said you are, like you've you've built up into it, right? And it, it you get it. That I think like no matter how successful I've I've been through life, there's always that weird little thought in the back of my head, like the impo- it's the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh God, I've I've only made it this far because of luck, you know. Yeah. Um I wouldn't. I wouldn't say calling, what, AMD this morning, and Rivian is yeah. luck. No, I, I would say that you you do your studying and you do. Oh, that's what we were talking about before the pod. We we're talking about how you sit on research on the weekends. You research and you just kind of hold on to intel that you get. Yeah, you. Were, but you were saying that I I jerk off on the weekends. <laughs> Well, you mentioned in the in the Twitter space that you don't you're not one of those like crypto freaks that just or stock freaks that just look at a computer screen all day and like no have no life and pee in Gatorade bottles like you (laughs) (laughs) you I don't know you didn't even know about pee bottles until I (laughs) told you about them because I because that long trip I took and then you found it in the car and you're like what the fuck is this why is this Gatorade look this color and the, yeah and you're just not <laughs> I was like no 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 my piss. yeah that's my piss uh anyways bleh. and I didn't throw it away 
I know that's so gross. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's just like you don't want to stop on a long well, trip. No, and I get you know. it. Yeah, and then yeah, you want it. You wanted to just get there safely. Um, safely by not having my hands on the wheel, pissing into a yeah no, bottle. No big deal. How how could that be any more safe? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was I was joking that you just jack off during the week or weekend, but then come Monday, you always just like make the right calls for the week. And it's insane to see. But I, I think like you don't realize that I'm reading most of the day and that I'm reading every day. I, I think that's that's what it was. Cause I when I originally heard like Warren Buffett, what does Warren Buffett do most of the day? And he goes, Well, I read most of the day and mm-hmm. I don't read as fast as I used to when I was younger. Um and I was like, I was like, what the fuck is he reading? Is he reading books? You know, is he yeah. reading is he reading financials? Like what what the hell does does Warren Buffett read all day? And I think um, he reads articles, he reads research, he reads all different kinds of things. I I think like if you actually lined up what I'm what I'm doing most of the day, it's probably pretty similar to uh, Buffett's yeah. routine. And um, I think that's natural for somebody that's intellectually curious. Is I just want to find companies that make sense, and I'm I'm interested in finding stories on them and, and what will change their revenue. I would and, also argue, though, like even with Hut, like I know it's it's early on and you're kind of like fixated on that right now. But I think because you're so in the know of like these technology advances and stuff, like you know that it's going to be huge. Right. So you're trying. You're trying not to make your Muppets be like buy into it now, but but also buy into it now because it's going to explode one day yeah i don't even know if i'm telling people to buy into something i think i I just present the research and i hope people make the right decisions for themselves no i know you're indirectly telling them (laughs) by giving them right that's what it is though i I know you're not one of those people that are like you need to do this now or you're gonna regret it but you're also like hey this is a new one that not a lot of people know about it's gonna blow up like Nudge, nudge. I, I think I'm following my hunches, and my hunches tend to work. And <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't say I, I'm. I'm giving anybody advice. I would. I would say I'm presenting research, and people make their own decisions at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that's that's fair for me to say. Um. Also, too, I don't. I don't want that kind of burden. You know, I I think everyone has to make their own decisions at the end of the day. And I can just try to present the evidence as best I can in an unbiased fashion. And hopefully it it's simple enough that people understand it, that they can make a decision that's that's correct, right? Because even I'm not correct 100% of the time. So, you know, maybe somebody sees something that I don't and uh, they make the right decision. Mm-hmm. So um, and that, that's all I'm trying to do is just present, you know, what I'm thinking about what I like and, and hopefully they, they also agree with it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been good the last couple of calls. I mean, hut, I, I was calculating this hut entry. I, I now have over a hundred percent return on hut. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's one, and that's one month, like from, from uh takeoff, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. And there's no like, 
like it's not losing momentum it's just going up it seems yeah i mean so i presented a new piece of evidence today that i i had looked at i don't know if it was in my deep dive it, it sort of is in my deep dive but you have to make a connection to it is that you know one way to look at the valuation of of mining bitcoin mining companies is how much bitcoin can they actually mine because you know logically right you want companies that are mining high amounts mm -hmm. and um if you can find an undervaluation in the price then you know that's good that makes sense so um hut if you look at where their current price is to their actual mining capability post the us bitcoin merger it's like around 7 7.07 and um uh their their ratio is like 0.46 versus you know there's there's stocks on the market like mara and riot which are also bitcoin miners i think they're number one and two and they have ratios that are essentially one so that implies that big uh, that not bitcoin that hut is undervalued by over you know 50 percent mm -hmm. so you know that's that's an easy way to find evaluation the problem is too is like i think when i'm investigating these companies it's not the same research method that i can apply across the board like you have to be very agile and understanding of what the technology is and how to measure the technology yeah because i can't measure mining capacity for something like rivian because they're not my they're not bitcoin miners right mm -hmm. that's not how their valuation is gained they're gained through ev production and you have to figure out like simple economic tricks that to to be able to forecast you know what what makes sense for for their ev model to work and yeah. where does that shape up in the market share mm -hmm. um and then you you track backwards to okay is that a fair valuation then of where they're currently at yeah. so um you know, I mean, you have to understand essentially every industry and that's why like a holistic view, but that's why you need to read a ton yeah. is because like you have to all of a sudden become a master at a new subject, you know, in a sense, I mean, not a full master, but a master enough that you understand the information being presented. Just expand your knowledge on it. Yeah. And then you can. you can then reassemble it in a way that makes sense to you. And then hopefully by extension, if you're providing research to other people that it makes sense to them as well. Mm -hmm. So um, I know that I, you talked about Rivian. You mentioned to me that you came out with, or you found some news that Rivian is partnering with Amazon. Yeah. Right? So they're, they're rolling out the EV, uh, or their electric vehicles out on, out in Europe, I think, because I, I believe Europe has different rules or standards for emissions and i think amazon gets a bigger credit for it so they went with rivian as their rollout because i mean rivian makes a really nice truck so you know it's uh for their deliveries they're going to be they're going to be using rivian so that, that was a big upside surprise for it yeah on top of that news today um you know it, it its projection was eleven thousand vehicles delivered at the end of the quarter i think they had twelve thousand eight hundred forty nine vehicles if I remember correctly, I don't know. Oh gosh. <laughs> that were actually delivered. Um, so, you know, I mean, that that was part of like the projection I think I, I had when I, when I was building the model on the deep dive is, is I, I seriously doubt it, um, you know, uh, the models that people are putting together for, for Rivian's productions. Um, I thought it was underestimated or, or 
understated potentially, and that there was a lot of upside surprise potential within within it, which is it's really nice to see. Um, what's going to really matter with Rivian is the second half, um, especially as productions continue to ramp for it and as it gains momentum, that they can continue to expand their their line, especially in an inflationary market um, where consumers are stressed, that they're able to still capture market share and get discretionary spending to occur. And that's, uh, that's going to be a hard trick for them to do. So, you know, we're gonna have to watch it really closely because even though they've had a really great first half, um, things aren't guaranteed yet for it. So. Especially cause it's not, I don't know, um, like a recession. Yeah. Proof. It's not a recession proof stock. It's a luxury discretionary stock. So people yeah. won't spend on it in a recession. Yeah. Um, so you got to really hope that, that, you know, <laughs> markets don't crash, that, you know, liquidity stays fluid and that, uh, yeah, markets remain stable. I mean, based off of your research with Rivian and Amazon, like what, thinking of it in like a positive way, what would that do to their stock? Um, well, if they're buying it in Europe, you can kind of make the extension that, you know, they're going to buy it in other places too. I mean, I would, I'd be surprised if Amazon, if, if the vehicles work well in Europe, why wouldn't they buy the vehicles for North America? Mm-hmm. You know, especially if it saves them significant money on gasoline and all that kind of stuff that, that there's enough, you know, offset costs that uh, for purchasing the vehicles mm-hmm. that it, that it makes sense for them. So you could potentially see that, that they enter the North American markets with Amazon backing it. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, large orders of fleets for it, as well as then there's probably adoption from UPS as well, because UPS is in a deal with Amazon, right? Yeah. So if Amazon is making that economic move, you can probably by association start to garner that, yeah, UPS will probably make the purchases as well because, you know, they want to stay in in footstep and in lockstep with uh, Amazon. with Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in the delivery service because Amazon's trying to creep into its own delivery service and logistics and all that stuff. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what, what really happens with it. I forgot yeah. that um, USPS was, or is it UPS or USPS? No, no, that's, you're saying United States Postal Service, UPS, United Parcel Service, or store, wait. No, U, UPS, service. United Parcel Service, yeah. So I forgot that UPS was partnered with Amazon. So, wow. Okay. And they're about to go on strike. <sighs> yeah. So no more Amazon. Although we've been ordering a lot off Wayfair lately. So uh, yeah. a week and a half ago, Wayfair traded for $55. Today it trades for $68. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah. That's because we've been buying shit. <laughs> That's where my mind always goes, though, you know? I'm like, I, I was telling you that joke about how I didn't know why Chipotle was still going up, but it probably had to do with me buying Chipotle every day for lunch <laughs> in the 2010s. Just you. Just me. Just the whiz buying Chipotle. I was buying, like, two meals. It, it was like it was like watching someone, like, you know, incredible feast. Like, I'm in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. So... Um, if you saw me eating, you'd be like, how does he go through two Chipotle bowls? (laughs) (laughs) 
High metabolism, baby. Yeah, you down it. I just down it too. It's like I just I unhinge my jaw and just let it. We literally had to start getting separate chips because you eat them in five seconds. I need I need it for the full bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It's you important. like don't like sharing your chips. Like no, I could tell. I'm like taking. I just always food. order you yeah your own bag because I don't want to. I really don't want to share. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. That's okay. Thank you for setting that boundary. <laughs> <laughs> no one's getting my chips. They all know that. Yeah, no one gets your chips. Yeah. No one gets to eat my Chipotle either. Uh, sometimes you do. Yeah. Sometimes I get to. Uh, we no ordered a breakfast snook off wayfair by the way because oh, yeah. that's where my mind is right now is thinking yeah. about that breakfast nook that's How supposed to be delivered it is. oh boy it's a three-piece set it's absolutely stunning i'm gonna stain it yep you're gonna stain it and it has storage benches right and we also got a wine rack to go over it to hold our wine glasses and bottles yeah some of the bottles the same right yeah. Are you going to stain it the same color? It, it's getting stained to the wine rack. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it will be. It will all be dark walnut. Perfect. When I'm done with it. My OCD. Yeah. That. Watch me like accidentally just get slightly wrong stainer, just like off by. And it's all in, in, and it's only wrong in a certain light. <laughs> I don't think that you you tend to do everything right, so I don't see that happening. <laughs> but could you imagine where we I think it would bother? To... I think it would bother. I'm telling a story now that would bother me probably more than it would bother you. Where I turn off the lights at the end of the night, right, and it's just slightly off. But when the all the lights are actually on, it it's the same be... color. Yeah. yeah, it would drive me nuts. I would drive me nuts. Yeah, the weirdest shit bothers you so funny like what <laughs> <laughs> like your your clothes being on the edge of the bed i hate that you shit. yell at me <laughs> not that you yell at me but you're like there's clothes on the edge of my bed it's literally your jacket you are a grown man okay but the lot but you're not telling the full story the prior two nights your clothes have been on the corner of my bed under my blanket my feet went in and touched your clothes. In the clothes? Yeah. Oh. They touched your clothes and they felt weird because it was a different texture. I don't it like that. you off your rocker. Yeah. Yeah. That's not okay. <laughs> your hair has to be placed perfectly. My hair? Yeah, or you throw a tantrum. Unless I'm, tra- unless I'm trading, my, my hair is like standing the fuck up. Yeah. yeah, you pull your hair out, but we've talked about that before. Yeah, or if I'm on like a long phone call mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'm bored out of my fucking What's mind. What's so funny is when you came into the bedroom after your Twitter space, you had like, your eyes were so big, like you had just done a line of coke. Like you were just <laughs> like so high off of it. And I, all I could see was like, like you're just like a, satisfied kid in the candy store like i got the giant lollipop i'm so happy like it that's the vibes you gave me it was so funny i like um 
I like telling people the correct way to do things. <laughs> it yeah. bothers me when people don't do it the correct way. I know, but we were talking about that too. Like I, I overheard slightly because um, I was trying to make dinner, trying to be quiet. But um, you, you explain things in a way that everyone can understand. So usually people will repeat what you said to them and you're like, no, 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 no. In your head, you might be like this fucking idiot, but real realistically, your your words back to them are no. It's kind of like this, but more like this, and you, I guess, go a level down to where they can understand, but without like making them feel stupid. Well, I feel like a lot of times when people do that, like I understand how they got to that conclusion mm-hmm. as well, and I I'm like. Uh, I see where you're going with it. Oftentimes, I think it's me not fully explaining really to to the full extent of what my idea is. That's why I'm trying to like add a little bit more information to it to to like um, justify my explanation, really. But also, I would argue like it's almost like second nature to you. Yeah. And so you skip a couple steps because it's second nature to you. Like, how do you explain? Well, that, that's part of it, too, I think, is, yeah. like, I can run very fast through ideas. And then, I mean, yeah, my whole, most of my life, I've I've had it then, like, I can get to the finish line before anyone else can. And then the hard part then is is actually explaining, how you explaining got my steps yeah. of how I how I've got the answer. Because half the instantly. time you're just blacked out, and you're like, oh, I'm here. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, it almost—it almost is. I mean, you can see you—you you see my eyes fly. Like when I'm thinking deeply about an idea. Well, that—that's part of it too, though. It's like, how do you spend your days? Like, I spend most of my days re- like reading, but also too, like, yeah, I, I put the screens down and I—I I spend time like thinking about the idea and Pacing figuring around the house, figuring out how to connect it to other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it. In some ways, like some ideas take extremely long to figure out and yeah. other ideas take seconds, you know. The Rivian the Rivian trade was no no hard work mm-hmm. whatsoever. Me- mentally. The mental math I had to do for it was, was very simple. Yeah. Because it was you pointed it out on the road. I went, Oh shit, that's a cool car. You know? Mm-hmm. Went home did about an hour of research into it, uh, you know, then, then, you know, sent it through the gates and, and let the thesis reviews go and all that shit. And by the time it came back around, right. It was like, Oh shit, we got to get into this because it's getting delisted off QQQ and, uh, there's an opportunity here. Right. So we, we pushed up the entry times for it. So, um, I mean, but but normally, like I mean, Hut, right? Hut, Hut was over six months of of research, and uh, it it took a long time to figure out for for you know Hut to make sense. Yeah. But that's the payoff, though. Is is then I have a hundred percent move in my portfolio that moved in under a month. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't give a fuck. Like. That, <laughs> the hard work's worth it. My the dedication. My my capital is is gonna be is you know ecstatic mm-hmm. when it, when I send out the fucking email for it. Yeah. You know that 
hey, by the way, um, one of the trades we made this, this year is Hut, and it has garnered us over 100% return. I believe it's not even done yet, you know? Um, and that's always like a and really good feeling. just started, too. Yeah, just started. Because it's, you said October is the end of the year, technically. Right. No, no, no. Uh, sorry. The the government fiscal year ends in October. Oh, yeah. See, I get. Confused. I I do think of yeah. I I get confused too. Sometimes I think on government fiscal calendars, and then other times I I think in terms of like uh, uh, March being the first quarter for mm-hmm. some reason. Like or not March. Um. It that being the end of the fourth quarter. Oh, okay. I, some I don't know. So I my my brain can jump all over the time. Does not work very well in my head. Oh, same. I told someone Happy New Year's today. What? <laughs> I meant to say uh, Happy Fourth of July. Like have a Happy Fourth <laughs> of July, and I said Happy Happy New Year. You know what? You know what's been tripping me out is um, I, the more I think about time, the more I'm pretty sure like we don't understand time correctly. Like, I think it exists in higher dimensional planes. Like, the way we experience time, where it's, where it's a very linear thought of point A to point B to point C, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, we, we age and then eventually we die, right? Like, there could be other dimensional beings that do not exist along those same planes. Like, they, they might have a Y-axis as well as, like, a Z-axis in terms of, of you know, um, life of planes of time that they yeah. exist in like they can move so like it's it's really hard to do without drawing it um and even drawing it is really hard but like imagine time exists within a cube mm-hmm. and within that cube we can only travel along a straight line right mm-hmm. but obviously like the cube is full so like you know it's think about it like like this room that we're in right there's there's distance between you and I you can walk to me, you can walk away from me, you can go that way, you can go this way, right? I think higher dimensional beings could potentially navigate time in that way, that same way, where, where they don't, aren't forced to only walk in a straight line. Like, basically, you, like, if, if I'm experiencing time on a straight line, I have to walk from this wall to that wall in a straight line. I can't, I can't change my course, Right? And when I get to the end of the wall, that's fucking it for me, right? Mm-hmm. Four, fourth dimensional beings or whatever the fuck the actual dimension is for it, they can move all through this cube, right? Anywhere they want at any point in time and exist within it, right? With no end. With no end. They're not forced to go down a straight line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting, right? Like they can go up. They could go up. They could go down. They could go side to side. They don't have to walk the straight line. They're not forced to walk the straight line that eventually you run into the next wall. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They can they can move however fast or slow. They can run through. They can run back, right? Like they can they can navigate time in any sense. Um I think time is like a relative construct that that uh has like permeated because of reality. And that's a really hard thought to understand. So um, I'm going to leave it at that because that already is like, I, I was thinking about that this morning, about how time 
time might have might have not initially existed within the expansion of the universe and might have come into being as reality became populated Mm -hmm. so like um i don't know you know what i'll just stop there because that's that's about the full yeah that's about the full extent of even my my own brain understanding it for right now Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's what i that's what merlin thinks about in his free time that when i say the mental math for rivian wasn't hard i really mean that (laughs) good pretty car yeah save money buy buy that shit that's just so funny why because you're so complex you're so complex but you're so simple at the same time but I think that's the par- that's the paradox of life, right? Like, what was that word that we were, that I showed you today? Agatha, kakakopia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's that there's light and dark in in us. There's paradoxes. In order for there to be perfection, no there must perfection be imperfection. Without imperfection. Yeah. That that you know, we are a complex being, and that mm-hmm. you know, simple. There cannot be you know complexity without simplicity, and. Um, at the same, I, I mean, it's almost a 40 structure, right? Like you, you are constantly collapsing in on yourself. Like and, no rights without wrongs. And regrowing into branches that like you've never even expected before, right? Yeah. Like there's just, there, there's so many facets to all of us, I think. And um, I think that's really hard because I think a lot of times when we were growing up, we were taught in a very black and white manner and that you know you you travel along one chronological path when i think like you can live many lives in a single life um i think i mean even i I look back 10 years and i mean i think you would agree i'm not the same person i i don't even recognize almost in a way the person i was and the life i was living you know almost in a way forget about it yeah yeah that's the complexity of, of the present moment too, I think is uh, until you've started living the present moment for a long time, you start to realize how tenuous it is or like, I don't even know what, what the word is for it. I, I feel it. I, it's almost like a feeling of like melancholy in a way, mm-hmm. you know, like um, I, I feel sad that I'm stuck in the present and at the same time, I feel happy that I'm stuck in the present. I feel sad that, you know, I can remember my present or that my past, I can remember my past, but my past is so far away and I was so different, you know, like. Almost I, like you're mourning the past you. Yeah, in a, in a way, like there is that like melancholy for it. And at the same time too, like, it's almost like I, I'm not saying I want to go back and be that same person that I was. Because like objectively, I I think I'm a better person now than I was, you know, like 10 years ago. And the things that I know, like, excellent. And, you know, my my understanding of life is incredibly different. Yeah. And I think most people would agree with, with those statements. But at the same time, too, right, like there's almost the morning of like loss of loss of youth or loss of time. Whether that time is well spent or not well spent, like no matter what, I still feel mourning. I don't think anyone's ever satisfied with their life fully. 
And I think that goes back to the complexity of it, right? Is like, in some ways I do feel fully satisfied. I don't really have regrets. I don't want to go back and change who I was. But in the same sense of it, it's not that I, I want to go back and relive those moments. It's that I want more time. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think I think there's something about that that is deeply. I don't know. I haven't I haven't uncracked I haven't uncracked that yet. About I I just started kind of pondering on that Marla, over the last week. You're going deep tonight. You're people <laughs> listening in are like, what the fuck? What the fuck did he talk for <laughs> two hours today about fucking trading? And he kept it like super simple, and then now he's talking about forty structures of time and. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness it's so funny. why it, i mean like i mean yeah i mean genuinely i ask why why do you think i'm funny <laughs> because this is this is a podcast for trading and you but but also i i it's like a deeper insight to like who you are um i just find it funny because we're talking about stocks for a minute, then we're talking about fucking space, then we're talking about, you know, what we had. We have a breakfast nut coming on the way. Like, it's very all over the place, <laughs> and it's so hilarious to me. Because any subject we talk about, you you dial in 100%. Like, you have full commitment to it. And if you don't, you're just like, yeah, no, we're going to talk about this now. Like, whatever's <laughs> on your brain is like... I don't know that that sounds like you're a little bit like controlling. It's not that you're controlling, <laughs> but it's just like it's a little bit chaotic and it's funny. I think in order to understand and be able to trade the way I trade, you have to understand all the things that I think about in the same way like there's a holistic nature to it and there's like there's good cause to understanding like the philosophy of of like why why do I talk about so much philosophy and like why does it captivate me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean part of it right is the self mastery that that like you definitely need in trading is is like yeah you must be a stoic and you must study the old ways and like you have to study Tao and, and Buddhism and you know really really learn what what internal discipline and, and internal like enlightenment is in order to then actualize your will onto the world mm-hmm. right and um that doesn't come without asking very deep very hard questions about what the world is because in order to actualize onto the world you must understand the world and in order to understand the world you must understand yourself so there's this constant like um constant like research that i'm doing on myself on the world on on thought on what consciousness is, right? Because if I can come to a better understanding of what consciousness is, I can come to a better understanding of like, how do I place trades, right? And it's very like, yeah, that's like a very, very broad like thing to dive into. Like such a huge facet of like something. And like, I mean, is it really necessary? Maybe not. I mean, but you know, why why not? Why? why And if it's what works for you, well, that and and also too, like, what's what's the harm in in trying to also spend time in understanding, you know, our world? Because if you understand our world, then you know you understand the economy. You understand, mm-hmm. you know, 
how people think. You understand why people do the things that they do. And um, I mean, it's, it's that, you know, it's that loop of understanding between yourself and the world, right? Um, where if I want to understand other people, I must first understand myself and be self-aware of my own actions. And if I want to, if I want people to understand me, I need them to, I need to, to somehow actualize my self-awareness onto others. Mm -hmm. And I think by talking about the philosophies that have helped me become more self-aware, right? It it helps others become self-aware and and in turn, like there's a greater actualization of, of the world changing for the better potentially. Right. Um, so I mean, yeah, I don't know. Fucking. And you gotta have nerves to fucking steal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. Cause Jesus on Friday, you were showing me AMD and like it was going up and it was going down. It was going up and you were teaching me a little bit about, what did you say? Teacup and bear flag. I don't know. Oh, cup and handle. And then cup and handle, not teacup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there, there could have been tea in that cup. I'm sure. Yeah. But like the fact that you're just like, mm, wait another 15 minutes and then it goes up. Like, it's so crazy to me how your intuition usually is so on par, but also like, you're like, nah, don't stress it. Like it's going to be fine. And then it ends up being fine. Yeah, because I mean, like, you want to give yourself enough time always in the trade that, um, and have the exit plans that make sense mm-hmm. for it. I mean, also, too, like, this is my first rodeo, but showing you stocks is that's the first rodeo. And, and for you, it's an, adre- it's an adrenaline rush because you don't, you don't understand what each candle means and what's going to happen, right? So for you, it's an unpredictable pattern, right? And anything yeah. could happen and you could lose a lot of money, right? Yeah. But, for me, like I understand what the risks are. I understand how the pattern should play out, and I understand when the pattern breaks. So, like I know when to to finish off the trade and cut when it's not working anymore, right? So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of mastery that has to go into it, and there's a lot of like decision fatigue that um, that goes into trading as well. Because as I was talking to you about it on Friday, it was like you have to make a decision here, you have to make a decision there, like. Constantly, constantly, constantly. Every yeah. Every like like if you're actively you you mentioned to me you're like if I'm actively looking to make profit on a stock like you can't really take your eye off of it because there's things that can happen within the five minute intervals that you'll never know that, that it, you won't know until it's yeah, too late until it's too late like my my algo signaling to me that momentum slowed yeah and. That was so fascinating to me, the little purple dot. Right, they flash, they flash the little dots. Yeah. And um and they they provide a warning signal, but they ter- they turn it off when momentum returns, right? Like I mean, mm-hmm. so if you're not watching and you don't take a note on it, um, then you've missed it. So you'll never know ex- it existed. I mean, you can look through the logs, but you don't have time to look through logs like yeah. of like what happened because um you know you're trading in real time so you got to make a decision here now about about what will happen or even like it getting stuck at ceilings or like where your algos lines are like right how it like has a hard time breaking through it usually takes about three tries and if it doesn't get through on the third try right you usually say all right like it's time to time to cut time to cut yeah and then you're usually right because then it plummets (laughs) 
Yeah, you were shocked. You were shocked this morning when when I said, mm -hmm. "Hey, flip!" If you flipped out a Rivian right here, that's the top. Mm -hmm. Watch, come back in five minutes. And then you're like, "Where is it?" I was like, "It's at 1880." Now, I was like, "Yep, it was at 1924. Now it's at 1880." Mm -hmm. Right? You could have sold off on the top for the day, and now's the time. Now, like, it, and then I knew that that wasn't the real that that was a temporary bottom, right? Like, you can then buy at that that level. And go back in, right? And mm -hmm. and make money off the dip, right? Yeah. Or if you miss the ride up on it, that's what you're looking for for your entry point. Is are are those pullbacks? So it's really important to be able to distinguish. Okay, how do tops typically form quickly off a jump, right up? And then knowing how to play it, like and and it takes repetition. It takes like training almost, like to have run through it many times. I mean, that's why I tell people start on three minutes. Because you want to get, you want to see as many looks at hiking candles as as you can mm -hmm. when you're when you're starting to trade, and then work out to the higher time frames that that make more sense to you, right? Because yeah. uh, if you can start to predict where it will go during the day, then you're unstoppable almost, right? Um, also, two time forms on on three on the metric of three, yeah. so and there's nothing you can do about that. So <laughs> <laughs> that was just the way. It is. Time forms on threes, okay? Threes um, make up the construct of the universe. I wanted to add, and it was funny on Friday. Like I, I mentioned to you, I was like, "This is so exciting!" Like it's, you, like you said, it's like an adrenaline rush for me because I'm still learning. I, I'm still a little baby stock expert. I don't know. <laughs> like I, obviously, I have like the OG teaching me in person. So it makes me the way that you teach. It makes me feel very inclined to do it. And you're like, no, 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 no. I do, I do it for us. Yeah, yeah. I, you asked me a silly question. You're like, should I be putting money in this? I was like, our, mo our money like, your money is, is in our it. Money. Yeah, <laughs> your money is our money. I was like, you already put it in the best investor, baby. Like, you're, yeah. you're good to go. It's yeah. so funny. But, like, that's what I'm saying. The way you teach, um, like almost if like you could do like a workshop. I don't know. Like I feel like you would, you would really like. <laughs> it's so silly to say, but like you make me feel like I could be really good at it because of the way that you. <laughs> because watching you, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And like even this morning when we were talking about Rivian and AMD, like you're like, oh, I sold, and I was like, oh my gosh, where was it? And where is it at now? And like I was trying to put the like what you taught the me. pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah, I was right? trying to put it together, and I was like, "Oh, holy shit! I could have done that. I I know <laughs> that." But yeah, the money is way safer in your hands. Because <laughs> I'd be like, "Hey, babe, we we lost. Uh, we lost quite a bit of money. We lost quite a bit of money. Right. So I go have to DoorDash or something <laughs> to make it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no trip to Maine this year, I guess. Or something, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. You're you're also very goofy at the same time too. But I think that's why, like, we get along very well together is because of how goofy we are. And and you just let me go on my fucking philosophical. I mean, I don't even know if you understand half the time the, the mathematics that I'm like throwing out there. But um, when you're talking about like your planes and shit, I follow your hands because we're in person. <laughs> <laughs> but if I were to be listening in, I'd be like. About? You're like closing your eyes, like I'm trying to visualize this so hard. I'm trying to visualize a cube and a straight line, but up and 
sideways. Well, ahead. did the room make more sense? No, it did. It definitely did. Okay. I would say that you speak more towards like visual learners. Yeah. I speak very illustratively. I I yeah. speak in a very like um not not romantic sense, but I I definitely paint pictures in the way I use words. Yeah. Yeah. Always even the way you write, the way you speak, yeah. Even the way you, like you read books to our kids, like you <laughs> you make them understand things in a in a deeper meaning than just words in a book. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Always add a little bit of Merlin flair. Yeah, that uh, Batman's also Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they didn't see that one coming. Um, that was really. I was. I was really. I didn't understand that what? about uh, he. He didn't get the connection between uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman for the longest time because I would sit down with him and I'd show him the book and then he'd be like, who's that? And I'd go, I'd go, that's Bruce Wayne. He goes, who's Bruce Wayne? I go, Batman. He goes, that's not Batman. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he's, not wearing a, he's not wearing a cape. That's not Batman. What do you mean? <laughs> I think he sort of understands Robin now, like, and I I definitely don't think he gets the link between Nightwing and um. Uh, he de- he definitely doesn't understand how Nightwing used to be Robin. No, he doesn't see that. Yeah, he just thinks Nightwing and Batman are best friends. Yeah. 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 No, he he's smart. He's okay. <laughs> Okay. He'll figure it out. <laughs> He's got the brains on him. He's still developing. Yeah. 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 Um, not to go too far into that. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really curious to me. It's such like a it's such like a peekaboo thing. A peekaboo? Yeah, you know, uh object permanence thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Where like you know, like he doesn't he can't separate well it's like those viral videos of like dad shaving his beard off and the kids scream because they're like who who the fuck, fuck is, is that this? yeah and it's like oh it's just dad but right. i don't have all my facial hair and the kid is like no like bring <laughs> it back what the hell is this right or right. like when mom colors her hair or something like it's yeah yeah that's um <clears throat> a peekaboo it's a peekaboo moment. We should we should log like a Merlin dictionary because <laughs> you just have like the way I describe people and, and things. Fucking words. Words attached to me. Yeah. Pivot. Peekaboo. Pivot's a good word. Um, you were talking about that earlier. About how you? pivot's a good word. No, you were talking about it in your Twitter space. I thought I overheard that. Uh, I do vaguely remember using the word pivot, but I don't think I was like using it. You have to it. like, you're like, well, I have to pivot. You have to learn how to pivot. Oh yeah, I mean, like, be adaptable in life for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's um. But in also in your stocks. Also in your stocks and the way you trade and I think yeah, strategy. I mean, the strategy that I, I think back like ten years, the strategies that we were using ten years ago. It's 
so different than the strategies that you use to trade now. You know, things have developed. There's a lot of more math involved. There's a lot more uh, outside the lines involved. And there's a lot more, like, I, I think the greater access to data and the, the more access to leveraging has really changed what you can do with stock. But also, I would argue, I don't know, maybe you have the research on this, but peop, there's more traders than 10 years ago. Yeah, I, I would argue there probably are. I mean, like I, a lot more people trade or try to trade. Or try to trade, yeah. Open up account and never look at it again. I think <laughs> what I was trying to get at today was um, the majority of retail, it, it, like, yeah, obviously you do have a tangible effect on, on you know, the stock that you're trading for sure. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I mean, you're, you're going up against funds. I mean, in market makers, and if you are um, – if you're good, if you really are good, I mean, or if you, if the market makers are really that big, right? You you don't really stand too much of a chance. That's why you have to go with the whales. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and flow the same way the whales are flowing. Oh yeah, I did overhear you saying that. You said you you have to swim with the whales in the same direction. You can't be afraid of them, but also you have to you have to like learn when to i guess not say cut your losses but like learn when it's a abort mission yeah because if not then you could lose out big yeah and it's really hard i mean i don't know no one wants to be the loser you know but everyone wants to win. everyone want everyone the part of the problem too is like we all tell the narrative in our head that we're the good guy you know what? I was, I was reading a really interesting thing lately about um, a CIA operative, and um, he had been stationed in multiple countries. It, I think like maybe four or five different uh, countries, and he he had talked to op for like op force, which is like oppositional forces. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, the really interesting thing about it is like if you if you get an interview with them they all think they're doing the right thing right like they're they're the good guy in the narrative mm-hmm. and um you kind of see that too with a lot of like first contact stories of like um explorers coming and discovering you know a different culture of of humanity or a different like you know civilization they run into of it and they think you know there's like so much disgust for that other civilization that they run into initially like oh we do it better right there's some like ego egoism yeah to it and i think you know we're we're just as susceptible to that in the trades that we're making where you know i think i'm the good guy and i'm the hero in the story and you know it all we we've been read these stories each night where oh well it always works out for the hero in the end right the story the story always plays out right but I mean, the Aztecs thought they were just as much the good guy as the conquistador, you know, conquistadors. I was about to say conquist, <laughs> conquistadors, which uh, is you know, I mean, like there's some really sobering truth to that. It's you're not always gonna win. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, history favors the victor, but you know. Um, just because the victor is the only one telling the story, it doesn't mean that there weren't 
there wasn't a whole story to the other side where it didn't go their way. Mm-hmm. And I think like being mindful of that and being mindful of I'm not the hero today, but that's okay, right? Is important to to remember when you're trading because I mean, yeah, learn from your mistakes. Learn what did what did the other side do to for yeah. victory? Like what can I what can you do? To achieve victory, and on time. on the hero's journey, which uh, Joseph Campbell masterfully lays out in Monomyth, um, is that heroes often are are faced with many times where they fail in their journey. Um, there's three trials, oftentimes in a story that they have to go through, and you know the hero, oftentimes it it doesn't work out super well for them. You know, most of the time, especially when the first time they face the villain, they're they're very well overpowered. So if you're not a master in understanding how to fight the battle and knowing when to cut cut your loss, you're still within your trials of of like, you know, okay, I don't get it quite yet. And I, mm-hmm. I need to spend more time practicing and mastering my art so that I can become, you know, the top gun or you know, the top samurai or or whatever in in my own hero story. And, and putting it into a correct perspective of, you know, just because I'm making a fucking trade doesn't mean that I'm automatically the hero. I might not have a fucking clue what I'm doing, yeah. right? And you need to respect um, the markets enough to, to realize that, yeah, some people might get by for some amount of time not knowing what they're doing, but they're not going to get by for forever. You know, you do need to put in time and, and learn the mastery of it because like the market giveth, but the market taketh away. (laughs) (laughs) And it adds in a bitch slap, just a boot, you know? Yeah. I mean, God damn, can't afford to pay your grocery bills because you, because you're on a really hot roller and you decide to double down and fuck, man, that trade didn't go your way. God damn, dude. That sucks. looks like that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like that sucks. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, having respect for it, having respect for yourself that you're still learning and that you are not like the hero yet, but you're on the journey to become a hero mm-hmm. is is important, I think, to remember. Well, yeah, not trading. going into it like you're a know-it-all, know-it-all, even if you are. Yeah. But that quote-unquote know-it-all. Uh, even you, you're, you're like, it should do this. I'm not going to say 100%. And then what wasn't on Friday? Just bringing Friday up because we spent a lot of time together going over it like one-on-one because right. I had time off or whatever. But you're like, it should do this. And then f- the next five-minute interval came and you're like, uh, that's not what I thought it was going to do. And so then you call it and then – not call it, but you, you, you let me know that's not what it was supposed to do. And then I guess you like – you backed out. Yeah. And it went down. Right. Like, really far. And then And then I bought the bottom. Then you bought at the bottom more. So then at the top, when you bought more for this week, this morning, you made, I guess, double? Something like that. I told people I'm on vacation, I'm not trading. <laughs> <laughs> so that was all a lie. <laughs> Just kidding. All of this is a lie. <laughs> You're supposed to give me a nudge, nudge, love. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, people sort of know. I don't ever really 
I try to take time off, but it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, I don't know. The analogy is like, you know, you're an athlete. I, I'm not trading as much as I, I sh- as I normally am trading. Like it's like off season, but you sprinkle it in. Yeah. I'm still kind of keeping sharp with the trade. I mean, so like, yeah, I do trade AMD during the day and just kind of sit there and, and play it out and see how it goes. I mean, yeah, it's, it's something just to keep me, my skills sharp. I thought it. you were still trading because I do know that you said that you were you were taking off for the week. I remember reading that in your Substack, but I would say. I mean, I haven't been on any phone calls all week too, so. Well, no. Hopefully, I know, that gave but... you some some clues too that I wasn't taking fun calls either. But you mentioned that AMD was moving like pretty quickly, right? And so you wanted to jump in on that train, game train. Yeah. And so the setup was there. I can't, I mean, I don't think it was fully what you wanted, but it, you still came out like pretty close to what you wanted. No, I mean, if you reread my writing, it's, it's pretty much dead on where I thought it would be. I, th- I thought though that I think 118 by the end of the week mm-hmm. is, is reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know to go to circle back around to, to what the actual, thing we were talking about or getting at was was yeah i mean like impo- like that's why I, I think i still have even imposter syndrome now even with like you know a team and all that stuff and you know there's there's an actual operation behind this is like um i don't know like i i still feel like there's more i could know there's always something more i could know or there's something i don't know and and maybe there's something that somebody could teach me you know mm-hmm. Because I think the market's humbling. I don't think, I mean, that's what I was getting at was that the market's not the same as it was 10 years ago. Well, if I'm still trading the same way as I was trading 10 years ago, I'm screwed, right? Like it doesn't, it won't work. So um, you have to be extremely adaptable to it. But also too, at the same time, like how do you keep your level of confidence? You know, if you're, continuous if you're continuously mass remastering a subject. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's why, trading captivates me so much is because um i can never master it and the adrenaline it gives you (laughs) yeah in the uh, in the occasional adrenaline it gives me um but yeah the the mastering of it it's a it's a fleeting subject like it's i can have mastery over it for maybe a day and then the next day it's a new battle and it's yeah. something that I have to like rigorously try to understand mm-hmm. in and of itself. And because I'm not smart enough to go out and try to master math, I'm going to try to stick with trading and trading's pretty good. Trading's pretty damn satisfying. Yeah. You know, um, it's always a new puzzle. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about this. I think it's like, like that, I think that's part of the reason why I like chess so much is because you're constantly unfolding a different puzzle as like the, as the opponent unravels their puzzle and you're trying to get your puzzle to complete before their puzzle completes right um and there's but also something... in a sense you're trying to, you can maybe see their puzzle their end game and yeah you can right it. yeah and and you see how fast they're unwrapping their puzzle and you have to either break up their puzzle in some ways right mm-hmm. or like make the decision yeah to advance yours yeah yeah and and um, I think trading, you are constantly challenged very similarly in that way. So, and investing. I mean, trading and investing. I, I, I talk about it 
I, I don't mean it as one and the same, but oftentimes I, I butcher it and say it's one and the same. So um, it's just different time frames. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Now it's been an hour. I just looked at the clock and now I'm fucking bored. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the hard part of me is like. You're like, mm, what's next? I'm like, but yeah, I, I'm like, I, I want to go do other things now. Um, not that I don't enjoy talking. I just wanted to add in, I think that your metabolism is so high because when you are actively trading, you know, you're eating your Chipotle, but then you pace around the fucking house about 6,000 times. So you're just burning all those calories. Yeah. Pacing around the house. Right. With whatever trade is going on. Yeah. I mean, there's times you literally wake up at 4 a.m. You're just like, oh, my brain's stuck on this. I can't, I can't sleep on it. Yeah. Which, I mean. Obsessive <sighs> a little bit. But... <laughs> I'm obsessive for the puzzle. I yeah. want the puzzle to finish and I want to be right about the yep. puzzle. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard to do. I mean, it's hard to be, it's hard to be so right all the time. I mean, like I, <laughs> I don't mean that, I don't mean that in a conceited way. I just mean that in a, um. I mean that in a, I understand how fleeting success is mm-hmm. and um, I'm very grateful for, for what um, I've been gifted because I am more lucky. I mean, I, I understand that the difference between me and somebody working a, you know, a job that they hate and that they don't make a lot of money off of and right, like in its long hours, like difference between me having that life and, and this life is it's very minimal. The, the amount of luck mm-hmm. that's gone into it, you know, the factors of where I was born, how I was born, all that stuff. I think we talked about this on the first podcast when we were drunk out of our minds. Um, oh yeah. When people, yeah. Yeah. That was, a that was, that was a wild podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would like, I don't know. I want to, I want to interrupt you. Um, you you I guess like essentially you just want to share the victory with everyone no matter who you are or who they are yeah I don't think that in a sense like I mean obviously if if my following got to a certain size yeah that obstructs the trades at a certain point but I mean we're talking it would have to be built like millions millions of dollars getting poured into the same trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I don't, I don't think I'll ever be that popular. I think I was thinking about this actually today about how, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way um, because I think I'm trying to say this very carefully so that I don't upset some people that are my friends. Um, <laughs> but there are some Twitter accounts that are that are over 100k, and um, I think about how can you be so good at trading and also keep such a large audience. You know, mm-hmm. I think I'm very good at what I do because I, yeah, I do I do care about trying to grow my audience for sure. I don't care about it in the same way that some other accounts care about it. Um, and 
I mean, for me, it's like what you said, I care more about expanding the potential group of like getting access to, to me sharing my knowledge yeah. for it. But at the, at the end of the day too, I'm not trying to warrant undue attention for myself. You know, um, I don't really want, I, I think, I think there's a reason my account is the size it is. And I think you find the best traders at about that size. Some of the best traders I, I know, like I think they, they trade at about, about that account following, if not under that account following. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I think it's almost like a badge of honor because you know the sea of people won't get it, the trades that you're putting out, or they'll seem too wild and won't seem real. Or... Um, uh, or you just suck at communicating and you're not that, you're not, you're not meant to be a star, baby. Like, <laughs> but I can read your shit and I, I get it. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, that that's what I, I care more. It's more of a badge of honor that it's an underground account and that there are very, very prestigious trading accounts that follow my account than, you know, well, even large with- swarms of people that we- don't understand what I'm saying. And I'm not saying a lot. We've talked about your following before, and like I know it doesn't bother you per se that you don't have a larger following, but also we've talked about how with your following, you have these loyal followers, right? You don't have just these these people you don't come in contact with. like you you know a couple of your followers, I wouldn't say personally, but like you you respond to them in messages and you know, you you have that like person about to persons. My day one, my day ones who who yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have started writing if if like somebody like Katie didn't push me to you know go write on a Telegram, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I had a thought for a trade, and I was like, hey, this is a really good trade. Like, why not just share it out there? Yeah. And then um, it turned into a whole thing from there. So, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, also, too, it pissed me off that there were accounts out there that just, that they were so confident in what they knew, and they clearly knew nothing. So I, I don't know how you can be so confident in knowing nothing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. But, I mean, it, it fooled a lot of people. I would love to see you with a blue check mark, but also. I already have a blue check mark, babe. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know nothing about Twitter. That's throwaway money. <laughs> That's throwaway money. Don't you have to buy the blue check? Yeah, you do. Now? Yeah. Oh, so okay. I bought it. I sold out. <laughs> I'm funding. I'm funding Elon's little uh, extravaganza. Yeah. Into Twitter, he bought his own news agency. I mean, that that's another weird thing too. Is like I don't know any funds that aren't hooked up into Twitter. Getting getting news feeds and RSS feeds and and all that shit, you know, and, and scraping data off Twitter at this point. I mean, that that was one of the things that Elon was getting pissed about. Is like, oh man, there's all these API stacks that are coming in and and robbing us of our data, and they're not paying us for it. So, like, they want to monetize the data. I get it. Um, and he's trying to do it in a in a way that you know forces the accounts to come in, like, be reined in and and like yeah, if you're making millions off of off of stealing data, like that's not okay. In the sense of like he wants a cut, 
I don't really know if he gives a fuck about, you know, actually people stealing data. I think he just wants a cut of the, of the money, yeah. of the data money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which Another is fair enough. Fair enough. Income. I mean, yeah. if I, if people were stealing money off my platform and I can monetize it, I probably would do the same thing, you know? Yeah. You got me to talk for like another seven minutes. Like, congratulations. How does it make you feel? Oh, I was thinking in the back of my head, like, he said he was done. (laughs) I can always get you going on, on a tangent. I think that's, I don't know, going all the way back to the beginning when we talked at the beginning of this podcast, you mentioned that, um, some people asked like if I could come into the next Twitter, Twitter space. Right. I think it's because I just get you to fucking ramble. <laughs> I th- I think people also don't know how to handle how much I self-deprecate and how I joke. I mean, I get it. Like I'm I'm also not in person, right? You can't see me smiling and uh saying something cheeky, mm-hmm. right? But or pulling your hair out of your head, pulling my hair out of my fucking head because I'm so goddamn bored right now. I'm like, oh my god, what are, what am I gonna go do after this? I gotta I gotta go start a new project. Um. Maybe we'll go start another crypto. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I don't know. I like to challenge myself in life. I think that's why, like, I mean, we could hire somebody to stay in the the breakfast nook, but I, I want to do it. You know, I there's something really rewarding in building something. Mm-hmm. Making yeah. it your own. Yeah. Making my own. And I I don't know. That, that feels like time well spent always. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah anyways should I, I i guess i shouldn't make this pod free i should i should just post it for paid subscribers and then um we can release it in a couple of days in a couple of days to everyone um i already know your add you're you're gonna i get impatient it's in the hour you're gonna be like it's posted it's posted and it's free for everyone <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you want it to be a paid only, um, sure. You don't think that's a good idea? I don't know. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not in charge of your Substack. I just, I want to, in some way, I want to reward people for, for supporting the Substack on the one hand. Yeah. Because what they're doing is enabling me to write. Yeah. And giving me a reason to write, right? Oh, yeah, like your true calling, like what you want to do full-time. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, too, at the same time, you know, it's... um. You want to share your knowledge. I want to share it for free. I don't, I don't necessarily... I mean, but the thing is, is that I'm putting down time for it, and there's a lot of time that goes into it. Yeah. That we could be doing, uh, spend on other things at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you hear that? Pay up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think it's time for you to go to bed. Yeah, I, it is really past my bedtime at this point, and I I still want to go do things. So. You're grumpy as shit. Am I? Yes. I'm sorry. Um, Your eyebrows are angry. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm smiling. I don't know. Figure it the fuck out. You always do. Okay. okay. All right. I love you. I'll, I'll talk to you in, uh, as soon as this pod hits end. Love you too, Merlin. All right. Good night.